right, guys. Welcome to episode 66 of the True Patriot Broadcast. <laughs> it's happening, Jake. Oh, we have to change the name now? Or just the name of an episode? We are the True Patriot Broadcast. <laughs> are there people actually calling us that? Probably. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> so... I mean, some some people might not have seen the news. I, I don't think I made super big deal or post about it, but yeah, apparently, the last interview we had, <laughs> Ben Davy, Ben Daly, Ben Daly. Uh, the interview's still up. I had to change yep. the name of the <laughs> episode to interview TPP interview Navy Seal fraud Ben Daly. He's, <laughs> he's a total fraud. <laughs> He lied about everything. <laughs> he lied about everything. The whole interview is a complete lie. <laughs> <laughs> everything I'm, he said was a lie. It's crazy. I'm shocked. <laughs> I was just yeah. shocked, dude. Um, <laughs> seriously. Um, I've known that that guy has been pretending to be a Navy SEAL on social media for the last three years. That's when I... He yeah. followed... Well... For people that want to know the story, everybody probably thinks it's funny. Ha ha, Craig and Jake, you're so dumb. Just got a random <laughs> fake Navy SEAL on here. Yeah. Dude, he fooled us. I, I'm i not going to lie. He fooled us. Well, but he fooled a lot of people. He fooled dude, a lot of people. He fooled a lot of people. Yeah. he. I mean, he was convincing. Let me just say, he has a the, the trident, mm -hmm. the big. Nate, uh, I mean, he's got all the seal tattoos, like a huge trident on his uh, forearm. And then the the bone frog, the Navy Seal bone mm -hmm. frog, kind of, and he's all frogman this, frogman that, everything, every single social media post. I, I was just blown away, but yeah, he fooled a lot of people, including other Navy Seals on social media, online, all the influencer type, yeah, military people you see. They were. All fooled by Ben, and he was even in, um, you know, he's starting to do things like uh, being SEAL mentorship groups and <laughs> special forces, like big groups yeah. for, that people can pay to get, you know, advice yeah. from him. And they were they were saying he uh, he's like attended uh, like services and things like that as a former SEAL. <laughs> like uh, that's yeah, crazy. I saw That's him post. Nuts, he did like some Navy SEAL Foundation harbor swim, where like yeah. all the all the former Navy <laughs> SEALs uh, do the swim. He was there and posting about that. He went around all those. Um, you know, he did a lot of his videos and business mm -hmm. stuff with a SEAL trident on his uh, suit collar. Mm -hmm. I mean, he really went great lengths to be yeah. a total fraud. It's incredible. It's incredible, <laughs> and, and um, why? Like, like I, I just didn't get the end game there. Blown yeah, away. I don't know. Blown away. And and to, I mean, to come on our podcast, and uh, I mean, we're kind of, we're kind of the ones that you know he flew a little too close to the sun and he got caught. That they actually used our clips uh, from. <laughs> <laughs> from our podcast in the video like hey here's the stories this guy's telling he's a complete liar <laughs> yeah i i don't it, he the wrong person saw it um i guess and don 
Don Shipley mm-hmm. um, is kind of like the he's like a I don't know he's gray haired probably in his sixties uh, maybe he like seven probably seventy I don't know yeah. somewhere in there he like specializes man. in in he's catching old, yeah yeah so <laughs> I found out he was a fraud uh, a guy named Brandon Thornhill who's mm-hmm. actually a uh, former Navy SEAL. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he messaged me on Instagram and said, Hey, I saw you did an interview with Ben. You know, he, I just found out, you know, Don Shipley check, you know, he's a total fraud. So Don Shipley and Brandon made a video outing this mm-hmm. guy. And that's how we found out. And like you said, Don's video had a bunch of clips <laughs> from our video. Yeah, I don't think his has been, he hasn't released it on YouTube yet. We had like a VIP yeah. uh, preview of it. And, yeah. Uh, it's just crazy. <laughs> He's that, like, here he is interviewing with some kid. Yeah. <laughs> some dumbass. <laughs> yeah. But Don's, I mean, Ben's really going to be blown up now because like every video he uploads on the YouTube outing a Navy SEAL imposter mm-hmm. gets like half a million views. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and we just happened to pick the one that he uh, decided out that week, I guess. Uh, <laughs> that's who, that's, uh, like, that's just who we interviewed. Perfect storm, wasn't it? Kind of yeah. glad we did. Yeah, Glad we did. Yeah. Um, it's just crazy. It's crazy. So are we Are we certain that uh, the first Navy SEAL that we interviewed, Clark, are we certain <laughs> that he's actually a Navy SEAL? Yeah, he's good. He, he actually <laughs> like texted me about it. Yeah. Well, I texted him and said, did you see this about Ben? Because I think he followed him too. He's like, yeah, yeah, it's crazy. I said, I think I replied, so should we interview him again or, <laughs> or what? <laughs> should we have Ben on again? <laughs> so I guess in hindsight, looking back at it, um, you know, you asked him about like, what was the hardest part? What was the part that made you want to quit in Buds, right? And he could not yeah. give us an answer. He's He's like, I, uh, like, well, uh, you know, I really struggle with the teamwork. I'm kind of a lone wolf. And like Clark went on <laughs> talking about buds for like a half hour. He was telling us all the stories of all the crazy shit that happened in there. And, you know, right. Ben couldn't even tell us one story. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I mean, in hindsight, try- it makes sense. <laughs> yeah. When you listen back to that interview, every time we try to get specific, he got yeah. real uh, general. Yeah. And then. Yeah, anytime you ask him something off of his, uh, he had a few stories he made up, but other than that, yeah, there were no details coming out. Yeah, I think I said, "What was your worst moment in, in Bud's training?" Not, <laughs> yeah, what was the hardest? Not even part? like, like I said, <laughs> not even, j- yeah, just one moment, one memory that was the hardest ever. It was just like uh, teamwork. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man, man. So, yeah, that's so, uh, that was like uh, earth shattering this week. We were like, we I think we were both just at a loss for words. Like, what are you talking about? What do you mean he's not real? <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. It so, is. Crazy. Do you want to know how I met this guy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this, I, I'm. I honestly feel. Like I might be partially responsible for this dude deciding he was going to become a Navy SEAL imposter. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I'll explain why. Okay. Um, 
So when we started Freedom Vest in 2020, mm-hmm. uh, we wanted to push it as a, um, you know, uh, the whole thing started because you and I wanted to do the Murph Challenge workout right. that year or the yep. year before maybe. And we wanted the good weighted vest. We could only find like the shitty ones with the sandbags in them. Yeah. Yeah. They're all kind of shitty. Mm-hmm. And then I decided, I decided I wanted to make my own, make my own plates, <laughs> get my own plate carrier. Yep. And, uh, it was, turned out really nice. And Clayton said, well, you might as well make it out of AR 500. Then it will be a bulletproof weighted vest and <laughs> the rest is history. So then we had this product that was supposed to be you know for mainly mainly we're kind of pushing it as a multi-use item like you can work out in it and you and it's also has value as a bulletproof vest yeah and it was 2020 and all the gyms were closed so yep. everybody so was looking really yeah. you had you had two demographics that you were uh marketing to one on one side you had crossfitters um who were just yeah. trying to take their workouts up a level on the other hand you had doomsday preppers yeah. And there was so, like nothing in between. <laughs> Crossfitters and Doomsday preppers. That's it. <laughs> and obviously, you know, my background is more the exercise thing. Yeah. But anyways, I what me and Clay thought it'd be a good idea is like I was like, you know, we need somebody to help us push this and like marketing. I'm mm-hmm. like, um, maybe we should try to get like a ex Navy SEAL. Yeah. So I kind of went I didn't try super hard. I messaged like five or six guys that I think I already followed on social media and Clark was one of them mm-hmm. and he seemed like the right fit and yep. we went with Clark and he, we had a little business relationship with Clark. Mm-hmm. He like made videos and stuff and we gave him a percentage for everybody that used his code and we pushed that ad and it went really well. Well, shortly after we started running those Clark ads, Ben Daly followed me on Instagram. I think he saw one of the ads, you know, from Clark. And yeah. uh, then he ordered, I think, two or three vests. Uh, then he started posting videos kind of just like Clark, working out in mm-hmm. them. You know, he was like, he was all obviously been super in shape, jacked. Yeah. As you would say. Right. And then I, I don't know if his bio said former Navy SEAL right off the jump. I don't know if it did. I don't think it did. But then mm-hmm. shortly after, former navy seal i was like hell yeah <laughs> sweet got another one got another one <laughs> we hooked uh, him <laughs> yeah then you know he kind of i followed him ever since and he seemed like a genuinely good guy old former navy seal and he mm-hmm. posted at, accordingly almost every week talking about he'd have posts of like old pictures uh like I don't know about and talking about buds training and all that, like almost weekly motivational type mm-hmm. paragraphs and stuff. Like what you would see Seals. him he did, posting up to like this week. He was even still posting that kind of stuff. Yeah. And he did that for three years. Yeah. And then <laughs> over the crazy. course of that three years, he started networking with other ex seals and special forces online. And I don't know if it's kind of like when you see, you know, it's like when one guy you see like you people who follow the person that follows you like when you click on their profile mm-hmm. i feel like that's kind of what snowballed it like oh you know clark follows this guy you know must yeah. be solid you know and then it just right. goes on and on and it builds and builds and yeah it's like you see that the social media effect kind of gives you like social credibility it's crazy sure. and he, i think yeah. that's 
how it happened, how I ran with it. It's crazy to me that he was able to be like uh, in this society, like because you know the ex Navy SEAL, um, you know guys who are civilians that used to be Navy SEALs. Um, that it's like a whole society of guys that like band together, right? There's like there's still there's like a brotherhood there, and for him to like work his way in and just kind of assimilate and even like go to these functions and foundation meetings and things like that. Oh, that's great. And, and participate in all these events and knowing that he, like how I, I wouldn't be able to function in that environment, knowing that all of these guys actually did the thing that I'm claiming that I did. And I, I know, I know that I never did it. Like, how it's do you, fun- how do you function like that? That's cr- it's nuts. You want to ask it? Should we have him on again? <laughs> Yeah, let's do it. Can you call him up now? You think he's free? I don't want nothing to do with him. Do you have let me ask you this? Do you have a way of getting a hold of him now that he has deleted all of his social media? Yeah, I have his phone number. Oh, yeah, okay. I I have talked to him on the phone a couple times over the course of three years. Yeah. And uh honestly, over the time since he followed me and was pushing Freedom Vest and all that, I mean honestly. I, I hate to say it, but I like thank him for that. He was a good friend to me for the last few years. That's why I was shocked. Yeah, because you That's let him into so the community. Shocked. Yeah, I helped spread <laughs> his lie, I guess. I, I, I think I must, my, I must have pumped his ego. You gave him a platform. I reshared all of his crap. Yeah, I did give him a platform. Yep. I did. Yeah. But whoops. I, but I think now that we know the truth, um, I think it's good that we leave it up there um you know both the youtube episode and the podcast episode so that people can see how easy it is to get fooled like this this guy went to great lengths to cover it over three years he's got stories that he completely fabricated i mean he showed us the scar in the youtube video right (laughs) and he showed us how his hand you know one hand he can't bend his fingers yeah i wonder uh, when (laughs) i wonder what really happened (laughs) But he told it. He told us it was because he got hit by shrapnel. We know that that's not true. Shrapnel <laughs> went went through the magazine of his M4 in a place he never was. Yeah, it's crazy, <laughs> so, dude. <laughs> so, I don't know, man. I I think it, it's it's good uh, for people to be able to reference that and say like, hey, this is this is a guy who is making up his entire life. Um, you know, lessons can be learned from the mistakes that we made. Right. And I think that's a good thing. Yeah. It ended up being a net good thing. It helped catch him. And, you know, part yeah. of me just, I don't know, part of me, I hate to say, honestly, it's a dirtbag thing to do. Like it is Navy seal phony. You know, there, there's plenty of service members. Like there's Navy seals that have died. You know, you're kind of yeah. like pissing on their name, all the gold star families. When you just mm-hmm. walk out and pretend you did something that, you know, you didn't you do. Did. It's wild, mm-hmm. uh, but a part of me just feels bad for him, man. Yeah, I like, I think wow. he's he's clearly a troubled individual. Um, I, I feel you know bad. I do. I, part of me I, does. I, I wish I wish I knew the real Ben so that I could know whether or not I should feel bad for him. Right, <laughs> but the problem is that uh, he. I don't know that anybody. I don't even know that you know his wife knows the real Ben because he's created this persona and he's put it out there uh somebody that he's actually not um in order so, to yeah. to to 
boost his own ego right and um, so nobody actually knows who he is I, you know i i hope that he's able to recover from this and and you know turn his life around and you know do some good because he's probably yeah, in a pretty dark tough. spot right now man he's probably um, in a dark his, spot that's why i say his I world is, his world's crushing crashing around him i'm sure of it i'm praying for him yep. let's just say that i don't yep. like what he did it's crazy it's wild yep. it's interesting nonetheless <laughs> yeah, uh, we all but we it's, all make it's really mistakes, dumb is it's yeah. really dumb uh big mistake <laughs> He might get fired from his job. I don't know how far he took this thing. Yeah, I don't you know. know. He had a good job. I don't know if he put former Navy SEAL on his resume or not, but he probably I did. I and yeah. You know, he's doing he's doing business with the Trident on his suit collar, yeah. like shaking hands and kissing babies. Yeah, everybody wants to I mean yeah. You know, I'm sure I'm sure that plays well when he walks into, you know, he he sells Mike uh, parts. Contracts. He sells to, parts for defense uh, to the DOD. Right? Yeah. Now who? Who? What? Yeah. To government. You know. Yeah. It, facilities. I, I mean, I, I'm sure that the people that are buying those parts from him are are really thinking, man, I can't trust anything you say. Uh, I can't buy from you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> or just the fact that what DOD uh, department wants to be associated with the navy seal imposter in any way you know yeah exactly stolen valor kind of thing it's crazy yeah. it, it might be bad i mean i don't think we'll see him back on social media uh it's half be, of me expects to hear yeah. from him wanting to me to take that youtube video down but i'm Do I decide on a price for that him. yeah maybe maybe he gives <laughs> us the right price yeah how much to take it down <laughs> i hey i sent you my number <laughs> You say three hundred k. How much do you think he'd pay? Probably nothing. He probably doesn't care. He probably doesn't care. I mean, at this point, we're the least of his problems, right? Yeah. So the, uh, we're the least of his problems because the Don Shipley video is going to come out soon. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know if it's out yet, but uh, it'll be soon. Yeah. Just go. I'll sh I'll probably share it when he drops it. But yeah, he's. Whew. He's gonna he's gonna be had out. He's gonna be embarrassment. Feel bad for yeah. him. Hope he gets better. It was that's just a crazy story, man. <laughs> the other interesting thing is from that, I think he yeah, had the kind of the social media thing again. Like uh, when Clark had that relationship with Clark and uh, Ben and some others, and then like during the course of that time, at some point, Brandon Thornhill got thrown in there, and like we, me and him already followed each other on social mm -hmm. media so brandon like knew uh, i i i would see brandon like post make posts like with ben tagged him like yeah trying to motivate each other for workouts and stuff well, it was that he, bad he was fooled too he was fooled and then they started that seal mentorship mm -hmm. thing together ben was in it along with mm -hmm. some elite dudes from that, <laughs> so like yeah from that. some like real badass dudes that's what sure. got him right i mean that was all within the last month he stepped it up a notch and immediately got mm -hmm. burnt yeah the other thing that amazes me is um we didn't do that interview like wham bam like that was scheduled like we yeah we tried like to weeks find out. a date it was like a month out it, yeah, yeah it was it was like it was like six weeks out he had a long time to think like 
about should I do this? Yeah. <laughs> it was like, yeah, five or six weeks out. <laughs> but I mean, he's he's been doing it for three years. He's built this whole social media uh, following. And now he's, I mean, what's one more podcast, right? It's not like he's going on Joe <laughs> Rogan, right? It's He's coming on True Patriot Podcast. He's going to tell his yeah. story and hope, hope to gain a few more followers, get his story out there. But it's a story that he's been telling for the last three years. It's probably, in his mind, it's very low risk. Yeah, I think what really got him is when he kind of teamed up with Brandon and those other guys mm-hmm. and started the yeah, mentorship thing. Because yep. somebody obviously started asking questions. We'll hear... We'll hear more from Brandon. Actually, I think next yeah. week, next episode, I think he's coming on the show. So. Yeah, I hope so. We're just going to interview him, put this uh, Ben thing to bed because I'm sure mm-hmm. there's a lot more to the story. Oh, I kind of we don't even I'm know. Yeah, I'm interested uh, to hear about that part because that's how me and Brandon are kind of <laughs> know each other now, <laughs> yeah. and uh, we're gonna have him on the show and just do a normal interview with a real Navy SEAL. <laughs> with a real another real one because we've already got clark <laughs> we are Clark's batting still, Clark's still we're batting 500 on seals and even after we did the ben interview i was like man i really don't we need to get some something other than navy seals but here we are again well, next that week, was another, another one that was the other thing um <laughs> Ben was trying to hook us up with all of his Navy SEAL buddies, right? And he's yes. like, he's like, you need to interview this guy and this guy and this guy. Um, yeah, and th- there were a couple of them that seemed like we can't find anything on this guy. We don't have any information on this guy. We don't even know who he is. Um, all we have guy. is like a name and a profile, and we don't like. <laughs> I, I, I actually know. think <laughs> he the just one said, yeah, guy, the one guy that. <laughs> He introduced me to two guys mm-hmm. um, and said I should interview him. One, we were supposed to have him on. It didn't work out. We'll, we might reschedule him sometime. I actually think he's a former Ranger. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other guy is a former SEAL. And he seemed like he wanted to do an interview too. But like you said, I'll burn out on it. Burn out <laughs> on the SEAL thing. I need a break. Yeah. It's fun, but. Before we know it, we're going to be saying we're, we're Navy SEALs. <laughs> hey, I'm, <laughs> I'm thinking about it. <laughs> That's although, also... <laughs> although, watching that Don Shipley interview or that video that he made about Ben, um, I don't know how I could pass for anybody, even just being in the Navy, not even a Navy yeah. SEAL. <laughs> That's the thing. Ben was in the Navy. Military of any kind. I was wondering for a minute there, like, was he, did he even serve, but... Yeah, he was in the Navy for six years, but Brandon will give us some more info about that next week. Maybe, probably, it seems yeah. most likely he's going to be on. Um, yeah, I think that makes it a little bit better, right? Yeah, I guess I, <laughs> I <don't laughs> like a little bit. It's just the right time, so yeah. bring him on, and uh, it'll be a lot better. It'll be a lot better interview. My yeah. wife actually said after we interviewed Ben, she said I couldn't even finish the interview. It was just kind of dry. Like, yeah, you know, it wasn't very good. And yeah. I was like, well, that's I guess it's because it was all it made was up. All <laughs> that's because it was completely fake. <laughs> She's like, I didn't know if you just weren't asking the right questions or what, but just like, yeah, just I was like, I know, I just 
after I was like, I couldn't really get all that much out of him. It's just kind of how he is. I mean, yeah, that's fine. I just kind of chalked it up to him being like, you know, his first interview or one of his first interviews and him just being a quiet dude. Like Clark was very lively. Clark was a great interview because uh, he lives in front of a microphone, right? Yeah, he's also a podcast. <laughs> he has his own show, so he's a he's a uh, colorful personality. Yeah, you know, I, Ben was a lot more reserved, but <laughs> yeah, and he's also has had to make things up on the fly. So, <laughs> uh, Brandon also has a podcast too. Yeah, so he should be all right. He'll be comfortable. Yep. I, anything else I wanted to say? Uh, we'll, we'll we'll touch we'll that's enough of the ben stuff for now we'll because yeah. we'll be touching on it again next week but and, yep dude that's wild <laughs> it's it is a crazy crazy event talk about just living in the moment yep. just a dude living every day like it's <laughs> just wake up you're 52 you're like you know what fuck it <laughs> I'm just telling everybody I'm a Navy SEAL. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. Okay, let's start now. Yep. yep. It's never too late. That's <laughs> never too like... late. Never <laughs> too late to claim to be a Navy SEAL. <laughs> he had a good run. Yeah. He had three years. Actually, he had three years as a SEAL. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in his mind. Former Navy SEAL influencer. There you go. Okay. But how's the rest of your week? Until next week. <laughs> uh, it was all right. It was deer season, gun season yeah. in Ohio, Orange Army. Yep. Uh, I didn't. I didn't have success. I learned a lot about where some big bucks are on our property, but they just didn't happen to be where I could shoot them. Were. Yeah. <laughs> Frustrating. Next, next time, I got bow. I mean, I, I'm always bow hunting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I was really close to um, nailing a big buck. You want the quick story? Yeah. Give it to us. <sighs> PTSD. <laughs> so I have this stand. It's on an abandoned power pole in the middle of a cornfield, pretty much. That's how mm -hmm. I describe this stand. Okay. It's like it's kind of out in the middle of nowhere. And there's not much cover. So I sat there one night just to see what was going on out there. And I saw 16, 16 doe that night. Like they were just coming out to that field like crazy. I'm like, oh yeah, mm -hmm. like this is good. Uh, most of them didn't see me, even though I was totally exposed. Mm -hmm. um, but there are three that did. And they saw me and it's usually, they came out of this little thicket where the woods actually is. And the three that came out, the one nanny doe spotted me blue. The three ran off, but all the other ones really didn't seem to give a shit. So then mm -hmm. I was like, well, you know, that's usually where the bucks come out. So that probably fucked me. Uh, so I went back the next night and I didn't, I didn't get in the power pool. I didn't get in the stand. I sat on the ground, kind of in the tall grass and weeds in a chair to try to hide myself more. I really need a blind there, mm -hmm. uh, but I don't, I didn't have one there. So I just sat in the weeds. I went out again. Those three doe come out and they they kind of come out, they're moseying around, and then the one kind of spots me again. Mm -hmm. She's doing the thing that does do when they kinda they kind of see something's there and they're spooked. <laughs> they like 
they take a couple steps and they walk at you. They like look at you and kind of patter their feet. They take two steps to the left and they whip their head back real quick to see if you'd moved. <laughs> they do all this weird <laughs> shit when they're not sure. Yeah. So I just kind of tucked my head down against my gun, leaned up, and I just uh I just sat like a stone mm-hmm. for the next hour and a half. Like I did not twitch. I did not move a muscle. And it's kind of painful when you have to yeah. do that. Sure. Uh, but she eventually left me alone. She quit bothering me. Didn't give a shit. About same, at that same time, I was trying to be stoned like a statue because that those doe were then like 30 yards of me. I see this big buck milling around. And I call it the uh, I call it the trash dump area because they used to dump like uh, CND stuff back there. Mm-hmm. I see him milling around like out of the corner of my eye, moving my eyes <coughs> with uh, yeah, still trying not to alert the doe because if I if they're real close to me, so if I do that, you know they're all gone. So. Finally, it's getting so dark, I can barely see him anymore. I'm like, well, I got to try to get a shot. So I lift up my gun just barely and turn to try to get my scope on him. And as soon as I lift up, the doe didn't jump. That buck saw me instantly from probably 100 yards, and he was gone before I could even get my gun up. Yeah, it was rough. Damn. (laughs) (laughs) That's a tough one. Yeah. But... Yeah, there's a couple more stories, but I'm going to go back there and try to get him. I have my, like, it's a hunting saddle and climber sticks. Mm-hmm. There's a, I saw where he was trying to come out from. I'm going to try to get in there and get up in a tree. There's not very many good ones to pick from, but <laughs> I'm going to try to get him with a bow. Couldn't get him with a gun, so I'm going to try to get him with a bow. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be even harder. Well. But, that's my hunting story. Good luck. Ah, I'll get him. He's big. Yeah. Yeah. I'm picky Big, too. Bigger than anything you've ever shot before? <laughs> um, Maybe. It's hard to tell from that far. And I, like I said, mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't get my scope on him. Cause if I, if I did, he would have been dead. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I kind of, I just had a, <laughs> He was wide and big, so <clears throat> you have to get him on the ground to measure him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you go. It's tough, dude. How was your week? Oh, not too bad. Uh, pretty normal week. Um, and then on Saturday, we had uh, we had quite a day on Saturday. First, we had Gary's first basketball game of the season. Um, yeah. His his team uh, is pretty good. Um, they have, <laughs> they were significantly taller than the other team. Um, like, like they had three or four kids that were a whole head taller than the tallest kid on the other team. Uh, wow. So we were up, we were up twenty to nothing at halftime, uh, to the point where the coach said, "Hey, stop stealing the ball from the other team. Like, let them try to do something." Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, that's not nice. Yeah, so, um, yeah, looks like we're going to be pretty good this year. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, after that, we went to the Cookie Walk. Um, our town has a little uh, event where all the local businesses come up and they set up stands and hand out cookies. Um, you, like, get the a ticket. Walk. Yeah, you get a ticket and you, like, they have booths set up 
like, like, like close down Main Street and they have booths set up all down Main Street. You go up there, they cross off your their spot yeah. on your ticket and give you a cookie. Um, yeah. So pretty cool. Um, I walked into a t-shirt store and you know I was like looking at their t-shirts and they're like, uh, like, hey man, you want a beer? I'm like, are you serious? <laughs> and they're like, yeah, sure. And they had just beer sitting on ice. Um, so I had I took one <laughs> they of their were just drunk. <laughs> they're like, yeah, our wives have the kids out there. They're you know they're doing the walking Wait. around. We're just sitting here drinking beer. So this is a cookie <laughs> yeah. a cookie shop that it's a sells it was t-shirts. A, it was a t-shirt shop that was yeah. handing out cookies for the cookie walk. Right. So you have like all the local businesses uh, okay. um, set up on the street. They actually that local business happens to be you know downtown like right off of main street so yeah. like their store was one of the stops where you'd get a cookie i got you yeah so made some new friends there got a couple t-shirts and a, and a nice cold beer what kind of beer did they have for you uh so they had bush light and then they had like a bunch of uh christmas uh craft beers so no I ended, wow i ended up yeah i ended up getting a land grant uh christmas ale so it was wow you got them good didn't you? <laughs> it was good yeah <laughs> i'm like hey can Probably i take worth. this on this can i take this on the street and you know there's like local policemen out everywhere and they're like uh at your own risk i'm like yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna risk it <laughs> oh so, my so then i just don't then, then you I say did. yeah the the t-shirt guys gave me that i said don't worry i won't tell them where i got it <laughs> so oh my uh, gosh yeah dude. so i went back in there to buy a t-shirt i was they're like hey man did you get caught and i'm like no i just put it in my yeti cup i was fine so yeah yeah all worked out so you did buy a t-shirt yep i got two of them actually so and see that was a good business plan yeah. by them and so that that uh shop it actually reminded me a lot of uh homage which we've talked about before uh the homage yeah. store at easton it was a lot like that um, not so much like retro games, but the same kind of designs uh, for um, they had Ohio State and then they had like the local high school team. Um, <laughs> so that kind of those kind of, you know, different designs. So that was kind of cool. Um, yeah. Then, we had, then at, when we left there, we went to a birthday party um, that was at Lind Arena Skate Park. Yeah, and the old roller place in Zane. The old roller place. Yeah, I haven't been so, there in a long time. Long, long time. <laughs> so this was the first time that Gary and Henry have tried roller skating. Yeah. Um, and they hate it. <laughs> they hate it. <laughs> they hated it. <laughs> Why is that? Uh, they just couldn't quite get the hang of it. Uh, they fell a bunch of times. Gary, when he first put him on and tried to stand up, <laughs> he looked like a little baby deer, you know, just falling all over the place. <laughs> you know, he finally, he got, he got off, he got the courage to get off the rail and he like made it over to the, around the corner to the wall. And then he's like, there's nothing to hold on to over here. So he like <laughs> worked his way back and he's like, I'm done. <laughs> I have he's, to like, say. he's like, it's not for me. <laughs> it is hard. It's hard. So did you roller skate? I didn't. I I kind of just hung on to the baby. <laughs> oh yeah, you probably but, shouldn't roller skate with the baby. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and he he was after the whole day that we had had. He was like way way overly tired. He like wouldn't 
nap because we were at a roller skating rink, right? Yeah, that's, that uh, makes sense. <laughs> so he was like refusing to be put down, but also refusing to be held. So it turned out that I was just like wrestling him the whole time. <laughs> so, yeah. So, but so how did the old Linderina look? Like it was, it um, seemed old when I was a kid. It so. looks pretty much exactly the same. Um, just a little bit smaller now because I'm bigger. Okay. So they've so. kind of kept up a, enough. So it's a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of I mean, tough it, to do. It is. Over 30. Yeah. Yeah. But that's upkeep. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it still so looks the, old, but it, so the floor like, was like smooth. It wasn't like rumble strip, like roller skating on rumble yeah. strips. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it looked fine. Hello. Dude, my power oh. just flashed. Yeah. I thought so. You did you see like, that? Yeah, it went black for a second. That was crazy. I, I can't believe we didn't if, lose everything. Great. Yeah, I can't <laughs> believe my mic unit stayed on through that. Okay. Nice. That was weird. <laughs> we'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I got distracted there. <laughs> was uh you say the floor was good? <laughs> it was uh, yeah, it was all right. I mean, okay. like I said, I didn't, I didn't go skating, but I didn't notice any uh significant issues either, so so has yeah. Gary ever went ice skating? He has not been ice skating. No. I'm surprised. You kind of live close to Newark. They got that ice rink, don't mm-hmm. they? Yeah. There's And there's one, I think, at Easton, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Is there? I think. There used to be. I think they I think there's one. I think there's one up north, too. In like uh, Dublin area. So... I guess in Zanesville this year they're like doing one of those outdoor ice rink things. That's never oh, yeah? happened. Yeah, That'd be cool. I think they had one in Cambridge last yeah. year. Uh, but no, anyways, uh, you got a Patriot of the Week. I do. Um, my Patriot of the Week is Levi Williams. Um, he is uh, the backup quarterback for the Utah State Aggies. Um, he played in one game this year. He's really, he's kind of bounced around, played at a couple different schools. Um, well, he is, he's retiring from football. Um, he's leaving uh, a couple years of eligibility, uh, still on the table. Uh, he's leaving that behind to move on to the next phase of his life, uh, where he plans to become a Navy SEAL, an actual Navy SEAL. Or he can just pretend to be one. <laughs> Well, I think he he's the Patriot this week because uh, he is actually planning on becoming one. Uh, he actually wants to do some good and serve his country, and uh, props wow. to him. So I hope he leave, makes it. Yeah, leaving behind his football career to uh, be a Navy SEAL. I think wasn't I thought I saw I did see this article, um, <laughs> but I thought he was like a fourth. It, he wasn't a f- senior. Uh, I think no, he might have one year. It might have been one year. He was he was a a redshirt junior, maybe. Yeah, I think he might have one year left. But with but with COVID, they got like everybody gets an extra year. So I think that kind of like I don't know. It's hard to tell who who has what left. But I think he. I was thinking he had two, but he might just had one. I saw he's from Texas. Texas yep. boys are tough. So yep. I'm sure he'll make it if he was confident enough to announce it to the world that he was <laughs> that was his plans because you don't you don't have to tell people you, you can just tell them you're joining the navy 
And then right. if you fail, no one will know. <laughs> right. So, yeah. Still land on a ship somewhere, right? So apparently he's going to make it. Like, Yeah. <laughs> At least he's confident that he's going to make it. He's going to keep trying until he makes it. It sounds he sounds like he'll be hell bent on making it. Yeah. I think he'll make it. So good luck. Yep. Good luck, Levi. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yep. My patriot of the week is a New Hampshire man. He had no car, no furniture. He was really frugal man. His name is Jeffrey Holt. He lived in a mobile home and he could be seen around town, you know, living a simple odd and curious life and he was like he would like drive his lawnmower to the convenience store and stuff and everybody knew him in hinsdale new hampshire uh he died but what he left behind no one could have imagined he left behind 3.1 million dollars and he left it all to the town uh that he lived in and uh an astonishing gift from a man who was seemingly very poor. And he really wow. wants the town to do good things. And his will, it said, is to be used for, you know, parks. Oh, it was $3.8 million. Sorry, I wow. shorted him. <laughs> Hell of a lot of money. Uh, <clears throat> he wanted to benefit the community in areas of education, health, recreation, and culture. So, I don't know. Kind of crazy. That's pretty I, felt, cool. I just thought that was a pretty yeah patriotic thing to do. That's a guy who loves his, his community, town. right? For his little community, yeah. Yep. That's a small town. Yeah. Forty five hundred total. Mm-hmm. So it'll probably make it a lot nicer. That will. Uh, that'll go a long way, helping those that town out for sure. Them poor New Hampshire people. It's <laughs> nothing like small town New Hampshire. Yep. <laughs> if you say so. I, can, I just can't imagine what small town New Hampshire is really like. Yep. But I don't, I don't think know. I want to either. Yeah, I check it out. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of checking things out. <laughs> great, great transition. <laughs> Thanks. That's what we're kind of going to talk about this week. This yeah. is your idea. Yeah. I obviously don't check things out thoroughly <laughs> enough which is why we're talking about this now you you <laughs> brought up for the real talk uh trust but verify yeah yeah for, for obvious reasons <laughs> <laughs> why would you say that yeah why would you bring that up <laughs> yeah I, I think that's you know with what we learned this week um i think it's it's something that we can uh, we can all learn from you know, it's very easy to be, uh, you know, to take things at face value and just kind of accept them uh, and and take it to be the truth, right? Um, unfortunately, that there's a lot of people out there that, you know, kind of count on that. And, uh, yeah. you know, obviously we're talking about uh, this subject because of everything that happened with Ben. Um, it kind of opened our eyes up to something that, you know, maybe this is something we could be a little bit better at. Um mm-hmm. You know, here, here's a guy who said that uh, he did all these things and had these, uh, you know, life experiences that were completely made up, um, right. and and we just kind of took his word for it. Uh, you know, kind of sat there and listened to his story and all, and thought that it was, uh, 
you know, a great tale and shared it with you guys. And uh, then we come to find out that it was all a completely made up uh, BS waste of time. Um, <laughs> so so uh, I, in an effort to not make it a waste of time, um, I think I think we need to kind of talk about what we learned from it. Hmm. I did not verify. I kind of used this the social trust yeah. aspect of it. Yeah. I gave him three years <laughs> to come clean. <laughs> yeah. Hey, honestly, I wasn't hell bent on having him on. When I decided I was going to have him on, he was already in a mentorship group <laughs> with like this dude that's on this Fox yeah. News. Uh, he's on Fox, like all the big. I was like, well, sh- shit, he must be legit. <laughs> Ben's, I thought Ben's probably about to blow up if he's yeah. rubbing knuckles with all these guys, elbows yep. with all these guys. And yeah, yep. I was even then, even when people are surrounded by people that you know, they're they're they could be phony. Yeah, it that it is a crazy lesson. Like mm-hmm. that, that's what I did. That. That to me was like, oh well, shit, you know, he's all good. He's he's with mm-hmm. these guys, so he must be good, I guess. So yeah, yeah. you know, yeah, you can talk it, the talk, walk the walk. But luckily, I I don't know who it was exactly. I think it was Brandon mm-hmm. that wanted to dig into things, and I guess there's a database that you can access with Don Shipley. But I I didn't know. I didn't have the means. But <laughs> no, maybe no. we should do that for you guys now. <laughs> We should start actually vetting our guests. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe we should just send anytime we get a Navy SEAL, we should just send their name to Don and say, Hey, can you check this guy out before we have him on our podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I honestly don't think that situation will ever happen again. No, that was but, like uh, a one in a million. But I mean, I guess in that specific scenario, um, maybe that's something we can ask Brandon about. Like, what should we have done better to know that this guy was was not legit. Um, but I think that this is a lesson that can be learned and uh, you know, applied in, in, in a lot of other things. Um, you know, people will lie to you, even if they seemingly have nothing to gain. Like, you know, why, why would, why would Ben lie to us about that? Of course he's a Navy SEAL. Why would he lie to us about that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> who, who knows? He has his reasons. Um, you know, th- this could be, this could be used in any, uh, walk of life, your everyday life, anybody that you're, uh, that you're dealing with, uh, you never know what, what their, what their motive is, uh, is and why they're doing the things that they're doing and telling you these things, um, that may or may not be true. So that's why it's good to trust people. Um, yeah, and, you know, take their word, uh, but it's, it's way better to verify and make sure that what they're telling you adds up, makes sense. Uh, and, yeah, there's some evidence behind it. So, yeah, I know what you're saying. This made me think of, did I ever tell the Sam, Sam, the gypsy scammer story yeah. on here? I think yep. I did. Yeah, so that- you did. Scam it. Uh, all the, all the stuff you bought at the auction. <laughs> I wonder what episode that was. That it's kind of a long story. I'm not really going to tell yeah. it, but you know, over the course of my life, I I have found myself face to face with scammers and there was mm-hmm. times when I did trust them and got burnt <laughs> a little bit. But I guess when you're dealing with people and money 
and doing things. There's always going to be shit bags around. Yeah. That just kind of comes with the territory. I think you should just never really don't allow yourself to, you know, trust, you know, don't trust somebody out of your like allowable risk. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, what, what will I, what can I allow? You know, like, cause you can't do any good or business or anything if you don't trust anybody all the time right no one no one really you kind of get relationships off on the wrong foot stuff Mm -hmm. never gets traction a deal falls flat you know you have to have some level of trust to do really anything for anybody to pull through along the way but Mm -hmm. i don't know i would say like you said you gotta trust first but yeah maybe later verify (laughs) yeah just trust and don't allow you know don't overextend your trust like you know keep allowable risk yeah i I think i think allowable risk is a is a good way of putting it um you know obviously you don't want to uh give your bank account information to the nigerian prince right (laughs) because he he's in trouble and he uh he needs some help um i I think there's a, a big difference between that and uh, some guy that comes up to you at the gas pump saying, "Hey, man, uh, I need I need money to get uh, gas to get home to my family. My wife's about to have a baby. Uh, can you give me five ten <laughs> five ten bucks? Right? <laughs> like even if that guy is is totally uh, scamming you and he's just going to go buy crack with that five bucks. Yeah. Like, it, dude, it's five bucks. You know." On the off chance that you're not lying to me, I'm going to give you five bucks because that's allowable risk, right? I can I can afford to lose five bucks, no problem. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I I think finding that line somewhere between the five dollar con man and the you know ten million dollar con man, that's <laughs> <laughs> you got to find what's right for you, right? Right. Yeah, you got to watch out for the ten million dollar con man. They're the <laughs> ones that are real. It's seemingly the most trustworthy of all that are the, mm-hmm. the ones that you end up not be, being able to trust yep. and come out as frauds, which is crazy. Um, but man, there's always, you gotta, there's always, everything's always a possibility, you know, you got, <laughs> even though you do, you need to trust people, but I don't think you should ever be in a situation where you're totally, totally relying on somebody to pull through. And mm-hmm. that's kind of how I never, I don't really have to worry about if I trust someone. Cause honestly, I, I may, I always have a backup plan mm-hmm. for stuff when I trust somebody anyway, because I know half the time shit don't work out with every, I can put that example on pretty much anything I do. I always have, mm-hmm. have another plan. Uh, then you don't have to, you're not reliant on somebody's trust. You should always be, I mean, I might have, I don't know, maybe one or two. You might be one one person that I think would, I could trust you with just about anything you pull through. You know, I don't know. I don't, I don't have one or two guys like that in my life. But other than that, I was, I got to make a backup plan. So, yep. I don't know. What do you, what's your kind of takeaway here? Yeah, uh, I don't know. It's uh, I, I think like what we talked about. Um, even though someone seems like they've got nothing to gain from it, um, you know, 
just such a a little white lie, so insignificant. Um, you know, they may be playing a longer game, and you may not see the full picture. Um, so just you know, kind of be on your toes, and uh, if something doesn't smell right, something doesn't you know doesn't quite add up. Um, you know, be on your toes and look for what's actually you know coming down the pike because uh, you know people will take advantage of you if you let them, right? Yeah, and usually you can kind of figure out who those people are. Yeah, yeah, it uh, it has like um, I don't know. It's it's pre- usually pretty easy to tell when people are being genuine. Yeah, honestly, if you got a bad feeling about something, just don't do it. Just don't do it. Yep. Th- that icky gut feeling you gotta listen to that yep. that can guide it's going to take a decision of who to trust yeah. and it it will work 99 percent of the time just sure. just stay away from scumbags you get that scumbag <laughs> icky feeling talking to somebody yep. you know like i didn't we did a podcast interview with ben but i didn't like start a business with him or anything so. <laughs> right <laughs> Luckily, we well, didn't get that far. We didn't get that far. <laughs> Close. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I mean, you. Every time I think about somebody that screwed me over, I, I always had that feeling. I got another mm-hmm. story from when I was younger. <laughs> this is kind of funny. So when me and Clay were in college, we were playing football, and we had no money, and we mm-hmm. were wheeling dealing. Selling this is when our like kind of wheeling dealing, selling everything to survive. I started selling everybody's textbooks after we were done with the class. I started selling them on eBay and Amazon. At the end of every semester, college students have to buy these books and then they're left with these books, you know, and and they need to get rid of them or they just have a pile of textbooks and they're still worth money for the people that are taking the next class. So I started selling books and then it turned into well hell you can sell anything on the internet so i started selling video games and this and that and whatever else um i don't know if you ever visited me when we were in college but we had this huge table Mm -hmm. in our in our living room and it was always it was just a big pile of stuff to sell uh (laughs) but uh that led us we got on a vintage video game kick they were real hot back then and we were kind of ahead of the curve um people really didn't know like that they were worth a lot so we could mm-hmm. we got a lot cheap from around the town and we even had like we had guys going out and looking for them while we were like at mm-hmm. class and at football we had these guys we had a name for them i forget what they were what it was called mm-hmm. uh, it was it was mean it was like we call them like our muppets <laughs> Yeah, they're they're like our little muppets. Like little we were like go like go yeah. find go find stuff for me to sell, and I'll pay you. And I don't know how they yeah. got them, where they got them. They stole them off their grandma, and <laughs> brother. You know that kind of thing. I don't yeah. know where they came from. I just gave them some money. Yeah, <laughs> probably the five finger discount. <laughs> oh well, oh well, it was a good business relationship, <laughs> I guess. Anyways, I met. This is a long way to get to where I was going, but I ended up meeting a guy one time for a deal on some games. It was like a, a bunch of them. It was like 30 games in a console or something. Uh, we met up with him at an IGA. He was 30 minutes late. It was pouring down rain, and I was I was already annoyed because he was late and I had stuff to do. Um, and 
it, it's pouring down rain. Like I said, but you get out. I'm getting rained on. I got this bat. He got him t- in a grocery bag, but mm-hmm. tied up like double knotted. And I'm think I usually, ch- I don't like I said. I naturally don't trust people. Um, I usually like check to see everything's there. You know, verify. I usually verify what, what I'm buying is there. Well, he had them mm-hmm. all tied up and it's pouring down rain. And I just looked down. I was like, I kind of got that feeling like, you scumbag. Like, why'd you tie him so tight? And he kind of looked like a little bit dirty or whatever. I got that gut mm-hmm. feeling like, man, I don't really think I should trust this guy. And I, I grabbed him. I looked him in the eye with the money getting pissed on rain. I said, "Is all are all the games in here, man? Like dead set face to face. He's mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, everything's there. And lo and behold when i got back home and opened that bag the like top Mm. four top games were plucked out and my phone was blocked yeah all this and that i couldn't get a hold of him he was gone and uh i got screwed there but um (laughs) the funny thing is i ended up getting that kid back oh yeah yeah (laughs) how'd you get him back well I we I was so pissed off, and then he'd already blocked my number and stuff. I was like, "Man, how am I going to get this guy?" Well, we still he still had the ad up. I think it was on Craigslist, and I, I t- said, "Clay, man, man, I need to get this fucker back." I said, "Reply to the ad and say, um, try to buy the games." I said, "He has some mm-hmm. left. I know he has them. Just like reply to the ad, see if you can like get him to cough up the games." Well, Clayton. Re- uh, emails him or I forget how Craigslist even works. I think yet it's all by email, and mm-hmm. he says, uh, "You know, sorry, they're sold." I'm like fuck, you know he 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 knows this is probably us. Mm. <laughs> yeah, and, he's on to and, and then uh, I say, "Man," I said, "Well," I said, "Email him again and say, well, tell him, hey, man, well, if you get any more, I own a I own a pawn shop and blah 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 this and that. I buy and sell." I buy games all the time because that I know that kid knew like I wasn't mm-hmm. yeah. you know, a pawn shop owner. Anyways, the kid rep- responds, says, I do have a few left. And I'm like, oh, it's on. <laughs> <laughs> so we ended up meeting this kid. This was like five days later for the rest of the games that I was already supposed to have. And uh, I remember it was at a Sunoco gas station in Cambridge. And uh I was like, shit, you know, if I if I just meet him by myself, he'll probably like drive away immediately. I like he probably mm-hmm. remembers me. I don't know if he did, but I think the way when I took those games, I like looked him in the eye. I said, I think he might remember me. It was kind of an intense yeah. little moment there. I said, yeah. Man, if if I if I roll up and I get out, I think that kid would just drive away. So I recruited Dusty Kleiss to go with me to drive his car. And I was in the back seat. Mm-hmm. I was like, Dusty, I said, I need, I got, I got something for you to do. I said, I need you to get these games from this kid. He's like, you know, explained it. And he's like, oh yeah, he'll take off if, if he sees you there. So I got Dusty. We rolled in. Dusty's driving his car. I'm in the back seat. Mm-hmm. Dusty rolls up, you know, grabs the games and he's got his hand out waiting for the money, you know. And as soon as Dusty gets the games, <laughs> I open my door <laughs> and I get out. I said, I, I said I don't I said remember me mother bleeper <laughs> and he's got this dumbfounded look on his face he's like you just got me and his girlfriend is in the passenger seat she does she probably doesn't know any of this she 
And then uh, Dusty's walking away, laughing his ass off. <laughs> and then the girl's like, the, his girlfriend's in the passenger seat. She's like, hey, where's our money? She like gets out. She's like, where's our money? <laughs> and the kid's just like standing there silent because I'm sure he didn't tell his girlfriend. He screwed me Ripped over. You off. Yeah. I said, he, I said, he ain't getting no fucking money. Then I left <laughs> and then that, and that girl says, we're calling the cops. <laughs> then we, we just left real quick. Uh, that was a that yeah. was my trust another trust craig trust fail but we got him back with the help of dusty Kleiss. you got some wild stories man <laughs> oh there's wilder ones but yeah no there was one time in college i'll i'll tell that one another time we got we got stuff to talk about but clayton almost we we're pretty sure clayton was gonna get murdered one night <laughs> In in Athens County, middle of nowhere. And you're not going to tell us the story now. <laughs> tell it. Do, do you want this story now? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Clayton went to buy a truck in Athens. There's another Craigslist thing. It's in Athens. Uh, he talked to the guy on the phone. Mm-hmm. I think it was a truck. And uh, you know, Clayton's a big guy. We were playing D1 football at the time, you know. Anyways, just to preface, I couldn't go with him on the deal that night. He needed, um, he needed a driver. You know, he was going to go get buy a vehicle and bring mm-hmm. it back. But it was like forty five minutes from Athens, like really out in the middle of nowhere, hockey or Athens. Mm-hmm. And uh, Clayton got in contact with the guy, and uh, you know, told him we were getting ready to leave. All good, yeah, you know head into the house and he gets there he ended up taking tyler knight with him which tyler is a tight end and he's like mm-hmm. six six uh another big guy so yeah. you got clayton and t knight on the way to fetch this vehicle well clayton mm-hmm. gets there and i, I wish Cl- i wish i had clayton on here to tell the story he gets there and the guy he's he's acting he had a knife or a something or a gun or something, and there was a, he saw a bunch of other people. It was just a real bad vibes, dirt mm-hmm. bag place. And he gets there, and he, he's obviously got you know three thousand dollars on him, right? And uh, he's getting bad vibes. And he gets there, and he's like, you know, ready to you know here to buy the truck, blah blah blah. He's he takes one look at Clayton, he takes a look up at Tyler, <laughs> mm-hmm. and he, then he takes a look back at all of his friends. He says. Truck's not for sale. <laughs> <laughs> like, what do you mean the truck's not for sale? I just talked to you, you know, 40 mm-hmm. minutes ago. Like, he looks at him, you know, that stone cold meth head, drugged out face. Truck's not for sale. <laughs> and Clayton and Tyler get back in there, truck, and come back home because they just wanted to rob his ass, but they, <laughs> they was kind of worried. They didn't want to rob it that bad. <laughs> they'd, they bit off a little more than they could chew. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Damn, that's crazy. Tyler, Tyler said they were some they were some creepy weirdo motherfuckers. <laughs> I mean, it's it's you know how it is down there. It's kind of the sure. wild west. Yeah. Yep. A little Appalachia. Yep. A little <laughs> bit of meth. <laughs> that used to be the thing. I mean, there's a lot of Craigslist robbers. I'm sure the same thing happens on Facebook. But Probably. that was a really big thing around here back in the day. Like, 
you'd show up. Uh, you know, the Craigslist robberies it is really common. Yeah. I'm sure it is now. People don't like to think it is, but meet in a public place if you're vulnerable or, you know, we always take guns to all of our cash deals like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, you just should anyway, but yeah, protect yourself. There's a lot of people preying on, mm-hmm. on you know, people that are trying to put, you got to have some trust to do anything like we said, but, you know, sometimes... People are gonna rob, try to rob you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's better to have that verification that you're coming home in the form of your gun, right? <laughs> or it's or a huge tight end, <laughs> or a huge tight end. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure Clayton was strapped that day too. We always yeah. were. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that's that story. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Where are we at here? Uh, I think we're on Patriot Picks now. All right, Patriot Picks. All right. What are we doing? Uh, this week we're doing top frauds. <laughs> uh sticking with <laughs> sticking with the topic here. Top frauds like ever in America or the world or how are we doing it? However you want to, man, just top frauds. All right, I don't have a coin. What the heck? Oh, here. Over here. All right. What do you want, Jake? What are you flipping? Uh, quarter this time. Stan- standard U.S. quarter, huh? Yep. There's a head and the tails. Yeah. Okay. What do you want? Give me the tails. Tails never fails. That's. I flip it. That looks like a head. Because <laughs> you cheated again. <laughs> Patriot picks. Wow, this is tough. Yeah, this one. Talk. This is one of the the harder ones that I've had putting a list together. Yeah. Uh, my top fraud of all time. Wow. This is tough. I, I have a list here, but I didn't have anyone particularly number one. But number one has got to be Liver King. Liver our King. Sweet, <laughs> our sweet prince. Yeah. Scamming everybody about a, <laughs> about a, <laughs> a, made himself a small fortune off lying about his liver supplements, claiming to be natty, but he's really full of the juice. Sold Liver yep. King. Yep, I had him on my list. Uh, <laughs> good pick, good pick. Um, all right, my first pick. Um, I'm going to go with Jim Harbaugh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> who has convinced the entire world that he uh, brought the University of Michigan football program uh, back from uh, mediocrity to being the top team. <laughs> Uh, in the college football playoff this year. And it turns out that uh, it's because he's been cheating this entire time for the last three years um, in order to know what play is coming and uh, be able to stop it. So Jim Harbaugh is a fraud. But he's probably about to win the national championship. Yes, but then it's all going to get taken away. And that's assuming that he wins. We'll get to that in sports anyway. Um, 
my second pick uh, is Bernie Madoff, uh, who he's probably the most famous, uh, I guess, fraudster. Uh, he stole $19 billion from investors. <laughs> uh, that's just, that is wild. Uh, $19 billion with a B. Um, yeah, it's so a lot. He, yeah. he's uh, He was serving 150 years in prison, um, unfortunately, or maybe fortunately. Uh, he passed away while serving those 150 years. So, hmm. yeah. Like, not Quite. he's not a very lovable guy. <laughs> no. Um so now do I have two in a row now again? Two, two in a row. Okay. Well, I'm going to have to go with Billy McFarland. Uh, yeah. As we know, Billy McFarland mm. was the organizer of the Firefest, a music festival yeah. in which um, he paid, promised a top, uh, I think it was a big music festival. What's that one in California? Like Bernie Man. But he yeah. was going to have it on a private island with private all these, um, all these top, um, you know, artists and the top of the line, everything mm -hmm. influencer special. I think he was selling the tickets for thousands and thousands of, probably mm -hmm. twenty five thousand a, a pop. Mm -hmm. um, it all fell apart. He ended up scamming people. I think it was like twenty six million dollars somehow from the whole, whole or, ordeal. Uh -huh. um, and I even think he went on to like make a fake like credit card thing yeah. anyways big time scammer uh there's a whole documentary on i think it's called firefest yeah on netflix yeah, it, so. it's a it's a pretty wild documentary too it's uh he's that guy's a character <laughs> yeah but didn't he still put the festival on and yeah, people well, still showed up and they're like stranded on the island. It's like yes, up. and and they they gave them like uh like a FEMA tents, <laughs> like uh, emergency uh, shelters to sleep in, and then like uh just like a piece of bread and a piece of cheese and a cup of water. That was their food <laughs> <laughs> on like a deserted island. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like no artists. Oh man. Yeah, I think he went ahead. And Maybe he's not really a scammer. He's just a bad event organizer. <laughs> Maybe. There's a possibility. It's, it's we'll an see. interesting documentary. We'll see because he's out. I'm pretty sure he's out of prison now and wants to do Firefest too. Um, so we're going to see how good time. how good he is at organizing events or whether he's just a complete fraud. My last one is going to be Yeah, I remember who it was. Jordan Belfour. Yeah. Belfour. Yep. How do you say it? The Wolf of Wall Street. Yep. Kind of made a lovable character by the movie. <laughs> I'm going for uh, lovable frauds. Good pick. My next pick is Elizabeth Holmes. Um, she is the founder of Theranos. Um, yeah. They they were a uh, company that sell uh, sold blood testing technology. Uh, it was like state-of-the-art medical equipment. Um, and she got an investor and they started uh, selling uh, basically the idea uh, because they didn't really have a product to market. Um, and they ended up getting valued at $10 billion uh, with some of this cutting edge technology. Uh, and then yeah. when it came, when it came time to actually produce the prototypes and make the product, uh, they couldn't do it because they didn't have anything. Um, 
So <laughs> <laughs> she was uh she was ordered to pay four hundred and fifty-two million in restitution, uh, and she's serving eleven years in prison. So yeah. Honorable mention, uh the US government. Uh, it was going to be the COVID PPP or oh, yeah. the, the PPP loans and the yep. business loans yep. that they lost about, about, I think they had $800 billion in funds of taxpayer money available. Uh, it's yeah. estimated half of that was lost to fraud. Yep. Overseas. <laughs> overseas fraud. They sent some of that money overseas. That's how dumb our government is. $400 yep. billion. Yep. All right. To, uh, also, Sam Bankman-Fried. Uh, yeah, he helped, he helped with that too. Uh, you know, the crypto scammer. Um, yeah, he's an honorable mention there. And my last honorable mention is uh, Craig, who claims that he grew up poor. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> I like Sam Bankman-Fried. See, the yeah. thing, the common thing all these people have is like the, the financial ones is I think at some point, like they wanted it to work. Yeah. Like, they thought they that just they had an idea up. that no yeah. one's ever done this before. I'm going to be the one that does it and I'm going to be so rich. I think that was Billy McFarlane's idea. I don't yeah. think he wanted Firefest to be a big flop. Right. And uh, probably the, I, I feel like a lot of the venture capitalist business things are, but you're a big guy. I don't know when he started. What was your number one? Bernie Madoff. Yeah. He was like a stock funds fraudster. Mm -hmm. Like they just they just keep fudging their numbers in the Theranos thing. They just fudge their numbers over and over again for a long time. Make everything look good and be rich for a good while till the mm -hmm. house comes down. But he did it the best. He was like yep. dead by the time he they caught him. <laughs> yeah, pretty close. Yeah, he uh, he really only got caught. The only reason he got caught is because uh, you know the economy kind of crashed in two thousand eight, and all the people wanted their money <laughs> that they had you know invested. They wanted some of their money back, and he said, "Sorry, guys, I don't have it." <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, which none of none of these big investment firms, if everybody wants their money back, it fails because you know they just can't. Yeah, but, they just don't. They don't have it in liquid right funds. They but, try to invest it in. But I don't think he could have. I don't think he could have given it to the first person. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like the first person that came looking. All right, current events. I got nothing. All right, nothing. <laughs> All right, sports. What the crap? No, what the crap? What the crap? <laughs> what the crap this week? Yep. My what the crap this week uh, is from Texas, um, just north of Houston. A uh, little uh, school district, they had a board meeting, and a woman named Lana Burkhardt uh, spoke at the board meeting. Uh, she's 20 years old, and uh, the purpose for her sp speaking at this meeting was uh, they're getting ready to have the scholastic book fair um, at the elementary schools. Right? right. And she wants them to take a certain genre of book out of the book fair so that it's not available for the kids to purchase. 
Um, and that genre is drama. She does not want any drama books being sold in the book fair. Uh, the, and her reasoning okay. behind this is when she was 11 years old, she went to a scholastic book fair and she purchased a drama book. And in that book, as an 11 year old girl, she read about a single kiss between two characters. And she was so uh, intrigued by that, uh, that she kept searching for more and more uh, romance in her books and uh, movies and things like that. Um, and now she claims that she has a debil uh, debilitating porn addiction, um, which all started from reading that book when she was 11 years old and it spiraled into this debilitating addiction that she still struggles with today. Okay. <laughs> so did they take the drama books out or? I don't no. think so. <laughs> Where'd you find this story? The onion? Uh, no, this is a local news story. Wow. They're really throwing her under the bus, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Got her name in there and everything. Oh man. <laughs> That's embarrassing. Yeah. But this is uh, you know, I've actually talked to one of Gary's teachers about this, uh, not I guess this specific topic, but something along the same lines. You know, um she said that one of the challenges that we'll have uh having a kid that's such a good reader at such a young age is finding appropriate content for him, right? Um, because you don't want a uh six year old reading about romance and uh all of these emotions that teenagers are going through and things like that um they just wouldn't be able to process it right they're six years old they don't have those emotions yeah um which is is a good point right um but at the same time if he's reading content that's appropriate for him um he's not really challenging himself uh to become a better reader right so it's kind of walking a fine line there um <laughs> you know as, as a parent that's uh that's just say, some, yeah something you, yeah challenge i guess just check what books your kids bring home from the book fair and yeah then you won't have to worry about it yep but i don't know gary likes uh you remember captain underpants right <laughs> yeah i like captain <laughs> underpants yeah me too uh well he doesn't <laughs> that's they don't what's have wrong with us they don't have captain underpants books anymore but that same author does a character named Dogman, uh and it is a lot of the same type of humor um so yeah, that's what pretty pretty yeah. garbage <laughs> that's what gary likes to read <laughs> straight garbage <laughs> straight garbage <laughs> <laughs> well my what the crap comes out of ann arbor michigan nice and it's not jim Har harbaugh or the michigan wolverines i'm sorry to say jake this is about a forklift equipment operator uh, led the police on a uh, hour-long chase in Ann Arbor. Um, it was around the uh, it? it was around the middle uh, middle stolen outside of a middle school in Ann nice. Arbor. Yeah, so then he hit ended up hitting ten cars at uh, six forty-five p.m. Um, they ended up finding this guy. Oh, look, I'm looking at a picture now. It's actually a telehandler. Now, that if these people, 
think a forklift and a telehandler are the same thing. They are not. Tell those are big rigs. Uh, the big, uh, you know what I'm talking about? Nope. <laughs> they got the. They're like, they're the forklift. They have forklift forks, but they have this uh, extendable boom, and a lot of um, uh, you yep, know, like building you. contractors use them. Yep. I got uh, you. People call them skyjacks. Yep. Uh, that that's a popular brand of them, but I'm looking so at a picture of one now. Yep, I know it's a really about. it's actually a pretty big piece of equipment. Well, the funny yeah. thing about the driver of this for uh, gosh, the article says forklift, but this is a telehandler on the loose. Is he's a 12 year old middle school student that stole <laughs> he stole the telehandler from a construction site. By the middle school and went on a rampage. Nice. Jim Harbaugh's like, that's my kind of guy. That's a Michigan man. He's going to join my coaching staff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm just amazed the kid could run it. He might have a future at Luberg Inc. <laughs> yeah. It's Why not? not? <laughs> it's not really easy to, like, you know, he's 12. Yeah. To hop in a something like that and get it going and be he, they, mm -hmm. they caught him driving down the road <laughs> in an hour-long chase hour-long chase that's that's a lot that's, that's a long impressive. time that's a that's lot impressive. of time yeah well Good it's stuff. like you if you're trying to stop that's like the police can't stop him they're not gonna i don't know he could kill uh, like, it's a fine line when you see a kid driving one of those on the road like he could definitely kill somebody easily it's like what yeah do do? probably yeah wow could you imagine the stress <laughs> like you want to stop this kid but you can't like you don't want to harm the child but you don't want anybody else to die like, wow that would suck yeah he finally ended up stopping after an hour <laughs> probably ran out of battery or whatever i don't know if they're battery uh, they, powered or they're diesel powered, but diesel Oh, he probably ran, out, probably ran out of fuel then. No, they probably not. You don't they think can so? run all day. Yeah, they run all day. They got huge fuel tanks. <sighs> but that's Ann Arbor for you. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, but now. Sports. Do you want to talk about sports still? I think we have to. You got to keep it going. This is your rebound yeah. week. It, yeah. Sore subject. Sore subject. Um, so this was championship week in college football. Yeah. Um, on Friday night, we had Washington. Um, they handled Oregon pretty well. They look, uh, they finish off their undefeated season, win the Pac-12. Yeah. Uh, I think they were underdogs too. Yeah. Yeah. Because Oregon's been playing good. Um, but Washington, uh, they came out with a chip on their shoulders so they they had something to prove there yeah um then on saturday we had texas win the big 12 pretty handily uh we had alabama win the mm -hmm. sec we had michigan win the big 10 and we had florida state win the acc so that left us with three undefeated champions plus two one loss champions right <laughs> so typically uh, what we've always seen from the committee is uh, undefeated champions are always in, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah. they, they're never getting left out. Um, right. 
and then it comes down to who who has the best wins out of the one loss teams. Um, so you would think you would have Michigan, Washington, uh, Florida State, who's also undefeated, and then whoever the committee decides is better between Texas and Alabama. Well, it just so happens that those two teams played each other this year, and Texas beat Alabama in Tuscaloosa. That that is Alabama's only loss on the season. Um, yeah, I didn't realize there, that. Therefore, it should be Texas, right? So you should have Washington, Michigan, Florida State, and Texas. Final four, right? Yeah. Wrong. Yeah. <laughs> because the committee today put in uh, Michigan number one, Washington wow. two, Texas is three, and Alabama is number four. They dropped undefeated ACC champion Florida State out. Uh, wow. A lot of people were upset about this. Um, the reason that they did it was because Florida State's quarterback, um, he got hurt a few weeks ago, and uh, he snapped his leg. He he is not coming back uh, this season. Oh, yeah. Um, and they have looked pretty average since. Uh, they have struggled to beat Florida. They struggled to beat uh, uh, Louisville. Um, they beat them, but just barely. Um, I guess that makes sense. So I guess the fear is that if they put them up against Michigan, Michigan is going to kick their ass, right? Um, so uh, I think they, they're trying to put four best teams in is what they claim. Uh, they got to put the four best teams, and right now Florida State is not one of those four best. So who is Florida State's best wins, though, like? Uh, their best wins are LSU and Clemson, uh, maybe Miami in there, and obviously Louisville. Man, Louisville. they beat they beat LSU and Clemson. That that is kind of yeah. That was when they started calling uh, Jordan Travis the Tiger King, and made Joe Exotic uh, want to sue him because <laughs> he was selling T-shirts <laughs> calling the the Tiger King. Old Joe Exotic. Yeah, I mean Clemson's. Are they not having a good year? No, they've they've struggled. They've fallen off. Yeah, they've gotten better as the season went on, but they they had a rough beginning of the year. I don't think they played LSU. I'm not seeing it here. Who did? Oh wait, yeah, they did. Oh, that's a good win though. Yeah, yeah. number three. That was when LSU. that was when they had their quarterback. Uh, who they don't have anymore. Yeah. I guess. I mean, I mean, if I was Florida state, I see both sides of this uh, argument. If I'm Florida state, I am very upset about it. Um, yeah. I think they, I think <laughs> they got robbed. I mean, Bama beat LSU by about the same amount. Yeah. But, but one of them's got a loss and it ain't Florida state, right? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Up. Um, it's messed up. Yeah. Wow. So. We got so we got a SEC loving committee. Yeah. Uh, isn't of course, this of course changing next next year? Yeah. Next year. Next year, this debate won't matter because it's going to twelve teams. Twelve. Uh, um, Holy crap. Twelve teams. I thought it yeah. Was. So the, the format of that will be the first four seeds get the buy, um, <laughs> and then I feel like it should be eight. Well, I think to get more teams in because they're. They're going to give an automatic berth to uh, 
they call the group of five, basically the smaller schools, um, the highest ranked team of those smaller schools, the smaller conferences uh, are going to get an automatic buy-in. Um, so that's six automatic buys. And then you'll have six at large. So they're going to have to play. They get an automatic buy. We, okay. So, so, they, so the, the, for, the format will be the top four seeds get a buy and the bottom eight will play each other, you know, five plays 12, uh, six, 11, um, you know, so on. And like the playing games. Yeah. And the favorite, uh, so like the five seed, the six seed, seven seed, and eight seed, they will get a home game, um, you know, just based on, uh, yeah. on their ranking. So, I guess that helps. I mean, this would have, I think they said based on these rankings, we would have had um, either Penn State or uh, Mississippi. We would have played in Columbus. Um, and then the winner would have gone to like, I don't know, the Fiesta Bowl to play against Washington or something. Yeah. Huh. So. It'll be better. That's for sure. Yeah. I, I think 12 is almost too many. Yeah. But whatever. It'll be interesting to see. I mean, it it gives so a lot the more top teams, teams a You said everybody has to, even if you get a buy, you have to win. You have to win three games. Two games. So if you're a buy team. Yeah. If you're, if you're one of the top four seeds, then nothing changes, right? Okay. Are you sure? Yeah. No, no two, they have to play. I think they have to play three games. The top four teams all have buys. Right? Is it? <sighs> yeah, okay. I see what you're saying now. Yeah. If they all right. have buys, yes. And then those teams play each other out, then that will be the then it'll be down to eight. That'll be down to eight. You're right. I skipped around. And then so even if you get a buy, you'll have to play, still play three an extra games game. if, you, if you're going to be the national champion. If you get, yeah. if you're not a large team, you have to play four. Four, yeah. That's a lot of football. It's a lot of football. Like you know how many injuries happen. That, that's what mm-hmm. I'm. Why I don't like the twelve team because yeah, teams get beat up because that's just that's just what happens. But yeah, the game is bodies colliding. I so, imagine they're going to shorten the regular season. Yeah, like it's like they should probably do away with these conference championship games now, because that's, you know. Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, down the road it might turn out to be those conference championship games are, are going to be, <laughs> the, you know, part of well, the, the the championship, right? Well, it's more football. It's good football. The players yeah. can get paid now, and yeah. that's the reason they're playing more games. Yep. Because they want more money, so it all yep. works. Everybody's making more money. All right. Anything else on sports? Nope. You want to talk about? <laughs> yeah, Florida State, man. They got screwed. Yeah. They did get screwed. But they did, did you see? So, obviously, Michigan, hat? Michigan was <laughs> the number one seed, right? Or the, they are the number one seed. And mm-hmm. you, they were sitting there expecting – Florida State to be the number four seed, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously, you got an undefeated Florida State versus a one loss 
Alabama, who's it going to be? Now they got to play Bama. <laughs> now they got to play Bama instead. Uh, uh, did you see their reaction? <laughs> Whose reaction? Michigan's Michigan? reaction. Yeah, they they're, they're like, all in like a big room and they uh, <laughs> they're watching it up on the screen and you know the I think it was Reese Davis is like, all right, who's the number four team? It's either Florida State or uh, Alabama. Who is it? And then the big Alabama logo flashes up, and they're just kind of like, oh. oh. <laughs> and, then, and they're like, okay, okay. Yeah. So you could tell that the, they were not thrilled with that choice, which I think so, means that the committee made the right choice, right? So who, who are you rooting for in this game? Al- Alabama for sure. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Uh, which I um I think early lines had it, the opening line was uh Michigan by two and a half. Um which I think is crazy. So I think I uh know. I think Alabama is probably gonna win that game. You give, get, give give Nick Saban a month to prepare. Yeah. I know Michigan lost their big uh I think left tackle, and I think they might have mm-hmm. had another lineman go down this week. Oh yeah, they're getting, yeah, they're getting beat up. Yes, but I mean, but everybody they, does. They looked all right in the uh, Big Ten championship game because they were playing Iowa, who doesn't have a pulse, right? <laughs> <laughs> On offense, anyway. Yeah. Uh, um, and they were kind of gifted. Uh, you know, they had a, a kick return touchdown or a kick return down to like the two yard line. So of course they punched that in, and then they had uh, it was the weirdest play. Um, Iowa's got the ball. Their quarterback, uh, they're backed up again. They're on like their own five yard line. So their quarterback drops back to pass, and the ball gets hit as he's throwing it. Oh, um, I saw that. And they ruled it. They ruled an incomplete pass, right? And then uh, they blow it dead. The Michigan player comes up, picks the ball up, and hands it to the to the ref. We go to commercial. Uh, cause I think Michigan called timeout. We go to commercial and they come back from commercial and Michigan's lined up on the five yard line, getting ready to score a touchdown. We're like, how the hell did this happen? The, they reviewed it and yeah. said that it was a, it was a fumble that the ball was out of his hand before his hand started moving forward, which but was, it wasn't. which was, which was a bad call. And yeah. then, and then it was a clear <laughs> and obvious recovery, um, by the defense. Well, yeah, because they blew the play dead. Nobody else was trying to get the ball. Yeah, it was bad. I guess uh, Iowa's coach went ballistic and got a penalty and everything. Yeah, but when you <laughs> the thing is when you when they play, they only played the replay like one, literally just one time because they want to yeah. dog on the rest. But it wasn't even a fumble. His hand was going forward. <laughs> right. That was, that was just that was absolutely crazy. There's more uh, more hall, hardball connections. Yeah, it could. runs deep. It runs deep. We might see this again. We'll see. All right. We'll see. We'll see. Let's see what our uh, spiritual leader has for us this week as we embark off on another week. <laughs> A false witness. Witness will not go unpunished, and he who breathes out lies will not escape. Proverbs 19.5. What does that mean? It means that, like, if you, um, if you do something bad, 
that and you um, tell the truth, you won't get as much trouble. Get in as much trouble. But if you lie, you'll get in much more trouble. Yeah, God doesn't like when we lie. Mm-hmm. Yep. Good job, buddy. You always got to remember that. It's all in the book. The truth always comes out, so. Yep. Don't lie. Don't be a scumbag. Give it your best try. And if you don't succeed, God will forgive you. And uh, <laughs> we'll just all try to do our best. <laughs> That's the show. Read them on. <laughs>